but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Hey everyone, and welcome once again to Safe Place for Men. All right, this is Thomas Edward, your male survivor resiliency and leadership development coach. Coming to you, of course, from Sacramento, California. And man, it is great because I woke up this morning and um, there was like no smoke, like just sitting. Because here in this area, like the valley area, it just comes and it sits. So that means that there was a nice, wonderful wind that came through last night and just blew, I'm going to say, the fog, the smoke away. So I am so grateful today that I can actually uh, breathe. Now, that doesn't mean the particles are still, you know, out there, but they're not as as dense. So when you look at the number, it still says that the air is unhealthy. Uh, but hey, you know, you can't see it being unhealthy. And so I think that makes it that makes it great. That makes it pretty cool. All right. So it's a it's a great day. Thanks to all the shout outs that you guys uh, gave me on, on the web, of course, uh, last night and the other day. Really appreciate it. Yes, that's right. Uh, yesterday was my uh, my birthday. Another year of of doing this. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I appreciate it there. Uh, yeah, just a, another year of of this, and you know, I'm just blessed to see another year because there are some people, you know, who weren't able to see a, another year. So I'm just so thankful for that and grateful for that, and just you know, grateful for the work that I get to do and the. Uh, the men that I get to help and, and their families and stuff doing what I do. And it's, it's really cool. You know, this is one of the things when I'm actually, you know, working with survivors and stuff and we're doing the, you know, personal development and growth and, and moving them past, um, you know, the abuse, the after effects and helping them to create the life that they, they want. And, you know, when I'm working with individuals are, are one of our main tasks just to pay know how far that they go. Right. Is to help them to transform, but then to create that life that once. So when they wake up in the morning, whatever it is that they're doing, that they really love doing, that they enjoy doing it. And you know what? It's also, it's, you want to say, it's their livelihood, a source of income, right, for them. But it doesn't feel like that because it's like you've taken that passion. And so as you're doing that passion, things just, I'm going to say, just meld together. They just come together which is great and which is wonderful. So just so thankful for that. So thankful for uh, the birthday shout outs there, you know, on the, on the website. And so feel free. Um, yeah. Feel free to keep sending them if you, <laughs> if you want to, uh, you know, I don't think the age really is a bad, bad thing. You know, there's so many experiences and so much wisdom, you know, that comes with it. I'm going to say if we're actually, if we're actually listening um, to it. All right. So you guys know that today is actually, it's Friday morning, right? So it's around what, 7.53. And usually I do this on Thursdays, but uh, the way that my schedule's going, <laughs> which is good, busy, um, I'm just finding now that, you know, Fridays are probably going to be the days that I do the podcast. Because usually, I you know, my schedule is Tuesday through Thursday. So that's when I'm working with all the clients and stuff during during that time. 
uh, once in a while. Like I do have one coming up actually on on a Monday. But uh, so, you know, Friday is kind of that that day where, you know, I try and keep it open, you know. And so I'm like, okay, well, maybe what we'll do is we'll we'll do the podcast on Friday. That way we're not rushing or anything. You know, we can um, be, I'm going to say, a little bit fresh. And then, you know, we can even talk about some of the things like I usually do, the coaching sessions that we've worked on during the week. All right. For those of you, of course, that are interested and you know and you realize that the next date is coming up, if you want to call it Labor Day or whatever, September 6th, right? And so that is the day that the next program launches. Okay. So the if you're interested in breaking my abuse code and you want to get in, okay, then this is the time to, to do it. So go up to, to the website there. And there's a few assessments. I just want to share with you some of the, because I've um, redid some of the stuff or had some of the stuff redone on the, the webpage just to give you a little bit more idea of what's in when we're talking about breaking my abuse code. So we've got some of the courses up there, the empowered narrative, disclosing with connection, Sculpting, defining your trauma with accuracy, uh, the conscious awakening, acknowledging uh, the trauma reality, the intimacy files, which we're going to actually get into a little bit more uh, today, uh, developing intimacy after the abuse, the four F's, understanding your trauma type. We have uh, another one called trauma leveling, uh, which is called extinction level or Paper cut. That's a really that's a really good one. And for those of you that are taking, I know uh, there's a couple of individuals that they've already signed up and they're enrolled and they're ready to go on the sixth. So next next week, but it's not too late. So if you still want to get in there, you know, go up to the website, check it out. You know, when you get on the website, just simply you know click on the button there when it says get ready or start now. And there's an assessment that you can also take too that will let you know like, okay, wow, this is kind of what I need to to focus on whatever in the program. And so um, that will help you out there also. So all we do is we have a conversation, see where you're at, see if you're ready to go. And then we just start moving forward from there. Okay, guys. So today, you know, I always share with you, of course, maybe something either that um, occurred in a session or they learned in a session. And this one, the reason I say the intimacy files, because as you guys that listen to the PE, this is kind of in that realm, but it's something a little bit, um, I'm going to say not different, but it's on that same line. And this is really important when we're talking about breaking, you know, the abuse code and dealing with this. And I see this so many times. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to share with you. Actually, I received a letter from someone and they gave me permission. I'm not going to give their name, but they gave me permission to to share it. So I'm going to to do that. So if we were to give this session a name, we're going to talk, we're going to name it Porn, the Gift That Keeps Taking. Okay, so you kind of have an idea where we're going on this. Okay, so now, so why do I call it that? Okay, so, well, the reason is because, when we talk about uh, porn, okay, which is going to be a issue, and I'm going to tell you for some of the survivors that are out there, uh, like it was for the survivor that I'm working with now, um, you know, it, it actually, I'm going to say it takes it takes our time, it takes our money, and it also negatively impacts, I'm going to say, our developmental relationships or developing our relationships. So just a few things about it. So every second... 
Okay, now you get this every second. Uh, 28,258 users are watching pornography on the internet. Okay. Well, that's a lot. Think about every second. Okay. Um, financial cost, right? Due to loss in business productivity in the U.S. alone is estimated somewhere around $16.9 billion annually. Annually. Wow. What can we do with that money? I mean, I mean, just thinking about how many survivors we could actually help with that. We could go ahead and build the retreat and that would be great. Uh, when we talk about, you know, the cost of it, you know, like we said, the gift that keeps taking. So it hinders our development of healthy sexuality. And it does that in many ways. It, it distorts uh, our sexual attitudes. Um, it distorts, I'm going to say, social realities. And then in, in families, and this is what I'm going to be sharing because someone sent the letter, in, in families, the pornography it can lead to, I'm going to say, marital dissatisfaction. It can uh, lead to infidelity, um, separation, of course, and even divorce. Now, just think about how much the Internet is used these days. I want you to think about that and probably even more now when you think about it because of COVID and, you know, everyone is using the Internet quite a bit. But 35% of all Internet downloads are related to pornography. Okay. Now, there was a um, uh, a research, and I think it was a, a national coalition for, um, what was it? Oh, Protection for Children and Families. And they had done, you know, th- their little research. And they had found that 47% of families in the United States, and remember, I'm just talking about the United States, so we haven't even hit the, uh, the other places, reported that pornography was a problem in their home. Okay. Now, that's just in general, okay? That's just in general. We're going to say the, the whole big population. Now I'm going to segment it a little bit. So when we segment the male population, okay, we're going to say that pornography maybe is, it's a struggle. We're going to say a minor struggle. But for another part of the population, it's, it's a dysfunction, okay? And so now I'm talking about uh, the male survivors out there, right, that are experiencing this, And now for those of you guys that are uh, actually will be starting the Breaking My Abuse Code program next week, um, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to say a little light, if you would say, introduction to some of the intimacy files, because these are some of the things that we're going to be dealing with for those of you that are actually taking the program. And this is one of the reasons that I included in the course, because it's really important and there's so many men that are dealing with it. Um, I'm going to say... In my 20 years of coaching male survivors, I'm going to say when the porn issues manifest, it's probably it's probably around 65 percent of the men, I'm going to say, that I work with. Right. And so uh, the issue, though, that we see the way that it's manifested. So before, you know, when we're trying to figure out, you know, what it is, it shows up in different ways. So it's manifested. Usually there's uh, some type of chronic ED, which is uh, erectile dysfunction situation, or as we talked about before, there's some type of premature ejaculation, there's brain fog, um, there's often concentration issues, and this is all because there's stuff that's going on inside of the brain. Uh, Oftentimes, um, there's, I'm going to say, lethargy, so they're lethargic, there's a lack of motivation, Um, there can be a lot of social anxiety, lack of confidence, I mean, it's just manifested in so many ways. And uh, I've even worked with guys uh, that is manifested as like mild depression. 
and emotional numbness. Now, those of you that understand the loop that I'll talk that I talk about before, you understand why it does that. And you guys know um, I kind of follow the idea of SCD, which is called self-created depression. Okay, mild depression, but a lot of times that's the situation. And we've talked about that a little bit about what's going on in the brain that creates that. Um, and then one of the ways it's also manifested is a, a decline, a decline in interest in a real partner. Okay. So you got spouses, you know, I hear spouses and they're always talking about whether well, sex life isn't that great because there's a decline in the interest in actually being with the actual real physical partner person, right? Because you've got the different fantasies and things that are going on inside of the brain. And then one of the, the ways that I've seen it also manifested is what we call escalation porn and escalation porn is when what you're watching doesn't really vibe with your original taste or orientation. So it's like escalation. You've gone way beyond like the stuff that you're looking at, what your even original taste or orientations are. Okay. And so those are some of the ways that it can be manifest. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, maybe that sounds like maybe some of the things that I'm dealing with. Well, I'm just sharing with you just some of the ways that I've seen it manifested in my time of working with survivors. So what I want to do is I want to share this this letter with you um, from um, a client's uh, partner uh, that I've been I've been working with him. And so the partner sent me this letter and I want to share it with you. And then I'm going to share with you just a, just a little bit um, about Either I guess you could say why it's working. So here it is. Coach T, I am creating time to write this letter to you. My life has been, uh, my life has been in tears. It's difficult to find the words to express the turmoil, struggle, and downright devastation and destruction my husband's sexual abuse issues have wreaked in our relationship. It feels like the last seven years were a horrific nightmare in which I would never awake. Attempting to raise two boys, or should I say three, including my husband, alone without any competent help. When he identified the childhood sexual abuse history, I was a bit relieved. Finally, an answer to the strange nuances in behavior, answers to the night terrors and, and other bizarre things. The four years of therapy addressed the reason for the behavior, but really didn't give us solutions as a couple. What I mean is this. When he was discharged from the therapist as having addressed the sexual abuse, we were then left with the dysfunctional behaviors, mindsets, and beliefs resulting from the abuse that were not addressed. I felt deflated and cheated. All the time, the finances invested to get him help, only to be faced with an unaffectionate, lethargic, somewhat depressed, porn-addicted partner. He had been referred by a therapist to join a porn addiction group, and he completed the program. However, it just wasn't that effective. I could stomach most of the inconsistencies, yet the porn had a deeper impact on my personal psyche than I realized. 
I didn't want it to infect and influence the minds of our young boys. And they were already suffering the effects of an emotionally distant father. Our intimate life was nil. No emotional connection, no physical connection. Well, three months ago, I gave him the ultimatum to find competent help. I could no longer bear the weight. I literally felt like a married partner who was single parenting three kids. My oldest kid, being my husband, was the most helpless. It was then that I discovered you via YouTube and began to research you via your website. We both listened to several of your podcasts. They were informative and filled with some neuroscience stuff that seemed to make sense. We could tell you had experience working directly with some of the tough, very tough cases. When my husband contacted you a few months ago, I really didn't have much hope. I resolved myself that it would be another failure until about six weeks after you started working with him. I started noticing and experiencing more emotional connection from him. I noticed the porn use dissipating, him being less lethargic, more in tuned, actually more helpful. He started spending more time with the boys. The, the small things are changing, and I can't tell. I, I can tell that he's actually changing. I allowed myself to feel a little bit of hope, and I began to connect a little bit more emotionally. Now it's been two months on your program, and I'm going to say that the physical intimacy has been different. The only way I can explain it is this. He's there. He's present. It's like I'm experiencing being with a different person, a person who's alive. Sometimes he tries to explain the neuroscience and other stuff he's learning <laughs> and, and activating. I don't totally get it, which is fine. I'm experiencing its wonderful effects. I also believe your program is quite unique in the area of accountability, which is key. I know you always tell him that it's not your job to babysit, but to help him stretch and grow. The supportive ways in which you hold him accountable are short of amazing. He really respects you. I know that he has more work, but I just wanted to take the time at this point in the process and just share how grateful I am for you and the program. My two boys and I are grateful and as we witness pieces of this transformation. All right. So uh, I think that's, that's great. That's, that's wonderful. I always love, you know, you know, hearing those things from uh, different survivors. And I just think it's just awesome and it's just great. And it's just, it's just wonderful. So we're going to chalk that one up, even though we're not done working with them yet. Yeah, we're going to give a round of, of applause, right? And the round of applause is not, it's not for me, it's for him. Because, you know, when I'm working with individuals, I always tell them, you have to be ready to make the change and you have to be willing to do the stuff. And uh, you guys remember uh, when I had Scotty on the podcast before, and he says there was times when I was working with him and he felt like he was going to punch me. And sometimes yeah, it gets like that because the anger starts to come up because someone is helping us to see, I'm going to say, this not so lovely 
side of us, and it it makes us angry that they're showing, they're allowing us to to see that. And so uh, I get that. But, man, it's just so great when we start coming out on the other side. All right, so what am I doing uh, that perhaps others didn't do or overlooked, I'm going to say, in addressing his issue or working with the porn issue and the sexual abuse, all this stuff together? So we started, or I started pretty much with what I call root cause, right? So it's called the ISE, which in, in hypnotherapy we call the initial sensitizing event, okay? Which simply, of course, for him was the sexual abuse. Now, here's the thing. When I'm working with individuals um, in the program, okay? So we're working with the subconscious compared to the conscious, okay? So oftentimes when we talk about talk therapy, cognitive therapy, those different type of things, a lot of therapists and things, they are working with the conscious, Okay, and so they're working at that conscious level. However, the threshold of suggestibility is often a barrier when we're actually working with the conscious mind. Okay, now I'm not going to get down too deep. I'm going to try and keep it at the level where we can we can understand it here. So let me give you a visual. So if you've ever worked with beeswax before, okay, just straight beeswax. Think of yourself as trying to cut a block of natural beeswax with a cold, dull knife. Okay, You would be there for a while, wouldn't you? It, it would take a while. You'd be hacking and trying to chop it into pieces. So when people are working with the conscious mind, that's kind of what they're doing. So when working with the conscious mind, think of it merely as we're kind of, I'm going to say, scanning the surface. We're not able to really to really go deep because the conscious mind doesn't doesn't allow us. Uh, it's not prone to the suggestibility. Now, <clears throat> let me share another story with you. And this is kind of, it's not a parable, but it's a, it's a story. And I think it'll help you to understand and kind of get the gist of what I'm saying. And then also help you to understand why I use this to get the results that he's actually experiencing. All right. So sit back in your, your little chair. You know, if you got your coffee in there, it's story time. <laughs> okay. So once upon a time, there was a flea. And the flea who believed that he was king of the world. And one day he decided that he wanted to go to the beach for a swim. But the western shores were many miles away. And... On his own, the flea could travel only inches at a time. So if he was going to reach the shore during his lifetime, he would need transportation. So he called out to his elephant. Oh, hi there, elephant. Let's go. And so the flea's elephant came to the side and kneeled down. And the flea hopped up on him and pointing to the west, he said, that way to the beach. But the elephant didn't go west. He rather felt taking a stroll into the forest to the east, and that's what he did. And so the flea, much to his dismay, could not do nothing but go along for the ride and spent the day being smacked in the face by leaves and branches. Well, the next day, the flea tried to get the elephant to take him to store to buy some salve for his face. But instead, the elephant took the long rump up to the northern mountains 
terrifying the poor flea so badly that he could not sleep that night. And so the flea stayed in his bed for days, beset by nightmares of thundering along mountain roads, certain he would fall to his death, and he awoke each morning in a cold sweat. Well, after a week, finally feeling well enough to rise from his bed, the flea beckoned the elephant to his side. And he clambered up and he said, I'm not well. Please take me to the doctor. But the elephant merely trundled off the western to the western seashore, where he spent the day swimming, and the flea nearly drowned. So that night, sitting by the fire, And trying to warm himself, the flea had a thought. He turned to the elephant and he said, You know, about tomorrow, um, what are your plans? All right, so you're probably wondering, of course, what's the moral of of, of the story. And it's simply this, okay? So that oftentimes we don't realize when we're working with the stuff, we're actually the flea that's riding the elephant. And so before we make plans, right, we might want to check with the elephant. Now, When we break this down, this is simply what we're saying. The point is more important when we're applying it to our life. So because, in fact, actually, you are a flea riding the elephant. And so the flea in the story represents your conscious mind, okay? Your conscious mind, which includes your intellect. It includes your willpower, your reasoning, your logic, your ambitions, aspirations, your ideas, your thoughts, those different type of things, and your plans. In short, everything you think of as you. And the elephant, well, the elephant is your subconscious mind. Or another way to think of it is that you are in a giant dark room. It's vast. It's big. And this dark room actually is your subconscious And so it holds all your emotions, it holds all your feelings, it holds all your beliefs, it holds all your convictions, it holds every experience that you've ever had since you've been alive. Now that's big. That's the elephant. Now, the flashlight, let's just say you're in this room and you have a flashlight. The flashlight in this dark room that you're carrying is actually the conscious mind. Or the flea. Now notice the size. Notice the size and power compared to the darkness, which is the the subconscious. So that flashlight cannot light the entire room. It can only light those things that you point and focus on. That's it. So that's your willpower. That's your current thought. That's your conscious mind. That's the flea. And you need to realize that your conscious mind is actually limited to hold the space for about seven to nine bits of information. That's why when they create phone numbers and stuff, you'll notice like seven numbers or grouped in numbers of four and stuff because our conscious mind can only hold seven to nine bits of information. Whereas your subconscious is just expansive, limitless, right? So now think about it, the elephant and the flea. The elephant being the subconscious mind and the flea, the conscious mind, who is really in control. Okay, who's really in control. And so the thing is, when I'm working with individuals, guess what we're doing? And so we've got think of that wax right there. Right. And so all you can do is just kind of hack the, the surface, the conscious mind. But because I'm going to say 
my knife, my cutting tool is warm to me. And for me, the wax is like butter. And so the knife just goes right. And it doesn't distend to the surface, but it cuts to the depth of what needs to be worked on the subconscious mind. Right. All right. So I hope that helps you a, a little bit to understand. So what's happening is we're, we're going in internally, internally. Right. And because the reality is that, you know, porn actually rewires, I'm going to say, and restructures some of the brain. We can even say even chemistry. Right. With the whole reward and dopamine and those different type of things. But as we go in and we work with the subconscious mind, which is then going to affect the, I'm going to call it the autonomic nervous system, okay, which we call the unconscious mind, okay, so we're working with the subconscious and unconscious, then what happens is once we work with those two, guess what the conscious mind does? Okay, well, then it just, we teach it to just focus on the changes and stuff that we're trying to make when we need to, when it needs to remind, right? So in my coaching and doing the program, Using my coaching and hypnotherapy, I'm working with the client. We're influencing the elephant. We're influencing the subconscious mind via various techniques, various tools, various strategies and assignments and things that I'm giving the client that we're using to help. And that's one of the reasons she said, I, I don't get it. Why is he experiencing this stuff? We've been to other people, and but for some reason you're getting results. Well, we're going to use the conscious mind, the flea, to function to help and keep the elephant on track in the moment. So notice in the story, the conscious mind kind of asked the, the, the flea, asked the elephant, which was the subconscious mind, so what's your plans today, <laughs> right? And so he's there just to remind him as he's like, well, we're going swimming. Okay, so let me just remind him that he's going swimming, and these are the things that we want to we wanna do or the things that he's doing. So he's just simply confirming and reminding the elephant or the subconscious the direction that he's actually heading toward. But that subconscious mind has to be changed first, right? And so, you know, um, although, you know, you know, I could talk about the PFC, right? The prefrontal cortex, the amygdala, the critical factor, synapialism, all those other different neuroscience jargon to attempt to explain it further. But here's pretty much, this is it. So think of it this way. So when you're working with me as a client, <laughs> we'll go into the details. So those of you guys that are listening, those of you that are taking the, the, the program, we'll get into this and I'll go into more detail. However, I'll just simply say this. When I use it, it works and my clients get results. <laughs> All right, guys. And so that is my little, if you want to say from our intimacy files today, porn, the gifts that keeps taking. And so if you are, I'm going to say, <coughs> boy, I know there's no smoke. I just need some water. So if you are. If you're ready for this, I mean, if you're if you're like this individual that I've been working with, right, he's gone through therapy and stuff for like four or five years or whatever. And then when he gets charged, you realize, wow, OK, I've talked about the abuse, but I've got all now this dysfunctional stuff that was never addressed. Well, then maybe the program is for you. Also, I want you to really think about this because as we're we're starting and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. It is intense. Okay, it is an intense program, but it's an awesome program uh, to go through and to 
work through. And like I said, I've taken my my 20 years of experience, you know, dealing with my own stuff and, and working with with guys. And I've thrown it in there. And the cool thing about it is, is that as we work together and the one reason I like coaching, because we always tweak stuff. Right. And so from the perspective of, OK, well, that kind of didn't work. Let's see if we can tweak it in this direction because everyone is different. Right. And so we're working with that subconscious mind. So we've got to be able to tap into those things that are going to work with that subconscious mind. All right. Let me calm down because I'm getting excited here once again, talking about helping people <laughs> and working through this. But once I like I said, once again, if you're interested, uh, the next cohort uh, starts on September 6th, which is next week. Uh, if you, you know, do the stuff this weekend, get in, we can start, you know, the stuff, get you going, make sure it's the right program for you. We can just go ahead and start so you can actually start experiencing some of the freedom that you want to experience, which I think is really important and which is really key. All right. I know I totally went over my 20 minutes time um, for today. And hopefully with the neuroscience, I kept you so engaged that your brain didn't even notice that uh, the 20 minutes had gone by. If it did, it went off and it did something else anyway. (laughs) And so you're back here uh, right now. But hey, guys, it's a great week. It's a great year. Like I said, once again, thank you so much for the birthday wishes and stuff. I'm so glad to be here uh, another year to help more survivors. And uh, you know what? I'm going to say if you've been stalking me, because I know there's some people have been stalking me and not in a bad way, but they've been following. They, they haven't made or they haven't made the step yet. I just want to tell you, I want to encourage you to make the step. You can do this. Go up to the website, watch the videos, take the assessment, then hit the get started now button. And that will take you. You can do a conversation with me, schedule appointment, and then we can just move from there. All right, guys. Remember, you're not alone, and remember to be safe.